It's Monday night. The Monday night game hasn't even happened, but it's a good time to talk some uh, Turkey Day football because Thanksgiving is going to be here before we know it. Oh. What is happening? Oh. I just figured out that was hilarious. Did you hear that? No. Uh, there was like a playback, but it's because I had the YouTube window open where this is streaming. So sorry oh, about gotcha. that, everybody. I'm creating technical difficulties for myself already. All right, Yanni, how's it going? Hey, it's going good, man. How other than technical difficulties, how you doing? I'm doing fine. I mean, I got my camera working and my microphone working again. Apparently, yeah. it's amazing when you restart your computer what can happen. So, hey, plug, uh, what is it? Unplug and replug back in 10 seconds later, you're good to go. And then it works. Yep. Yep. All right, man. Well, hey, um, we are going to jump in and talk through these Thanksgiving games. I want to take just like one to two minutes here on the front end. It's Monday night. Uh, in Mexico City tonight, the Cardinals and the 49ers. Anything that you like or any thoughts you have about that game? Boy, I, you know, I, I I, don't see how the Niners lose this game, but 10 points is a lot. Um, I, I, if, you, if you told me I had to bet it, I, I think I would take the points, even though the Niners could stomp them. They really could because I, I think it is a mismatch. But again, 10 points, I feel like maybe it'll be close. Um, we'll see. I mean, I've, I've got the Niners as a two-point tease second leg, so I'm, I'm just kind of looking for that victory. But I don't, doesn't 10 seem like too much to you? What do you think? Yeah, I actually bet the Cardinals today. So oh, <laughs> uh, when it got up to 10, and I mean, I, I guess I'd rather have Kyler than Colt McCoy, but Hopkins is going to be in. Um, and, and I'm with you. They're both traveling to Mexico City. I don't think the gap is as big as that spread is. I mean, that's that's almost the same as the spread we had for the Ravens and the Panthers. You know, that was 12, right. and this right. is 10. So, yeah, it just seems like a lot to me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, would I be shocked if the Niners win by three touchdowns? No, no. but, but yeah. I, I just think, you know, I think 10 points in this matchup is too much. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Uh, the way that my last two weeks of NFL have gone, you may not want to tail that, that Cardinals <laughs> bet either for whatever it's worth. But, you and me both. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, um, let's, let's jump into the Thanksgiving day games. I think it should be a pretty fun day of football at, at least potentially. So we're going to just go through in order of the time they're being played. So first we're going to talk about your Buffalo bills, returning to Detroit after a couple days away to take on the Detroit Lions who are all of a sudden on fire. And the Buffalo Bills are minus nine or nine and a half, depending on where you look right now, the total around 53. What are you thinking about this game? I I have mixed feelings on this game here. And I try to look at any of the Bills games objectively here. And I, and I mean, I'm going to try to do that here, but I, I'll tell you what, I think Detroit is the right side in this game. I, I think that's kind of a, I, I don't want to say a disrespectful line, but that, that seems like too much for a team that's playing good football. And yes, I realize you beat the Giants. That's not a, you know, an elite football team. I get it. But they went in and lambasted them pretty good. And I, I think that when you look at the way this Detroit team's kind of coming together, it's a little bit of what some people thought we'd see earlier in the year. And maybe they got off to a little slow start. You know, they had some injuries early on in the year and they've gotten some guys back. But 
I, I think when you look at this matchup, you've got a Lions team that's playing well. They're obviously at home Thanksgiving, and they match up pretty well against the Bills. And the Bills, oh, by the way, not healthy, still nursing quite a few you know, important players who are probably going to miss this game. Um, and, and I think when you kind of look at this, this reminds me a little bit of what the Bills faced last week with Cleveland except I think the Lions are a better team and playing better than Cleveland is. And the Browns were able to hang around in that game. They got off to a fast start. Um, you know, the Bills kind of took it from there, but then the Browns kind of clawed back a little bit at the end. But I feel like that Lions offensive line is going to cause problems for the Bills defensive line. Uh, you know, they're going to be down two two key starters on that defensive line and Tremaine Edmonds again, it looks like. And I feel like they're going to be able to run the ball with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. So I think we're going to see a similar type game. The, you know, in the secondary, the Bills are pretty thin. I mean, this is another game where Amon Ross St. Brown could have a nice day. So look, it's kind of like what we were just saying with the 49ers and the Cardinals. When the Bills win, they often win big. And they could easily win this game by 20 points. And I don't think anybody would be shocked. I mean, we've seen the Lions on Thanksgiving get embarrassed many times over the last couple decades. But I just feel like that's too many points. Now, would I bet the Lions personally? No. Uh, but I'm also not betting the Bills laying that many points in this game either. So you're you're the expert on the Bills. So th this was my question because when I think about this game, I like that I like that Detroit is at home. They've actually put up a lot of points the last two weeks against not amazing defenses, but away from home, which is something that they hadn't been doing. And so I agree with you that it really does feel like they have it rolling right now. I still just, to me, like the Bills feel like a team where the stock was just going straight up and then it kind of, you know, dipped just a little, but I'm expecting it in this week or in the next couple to just really kind of take off again as they really get healthy and get some of that momentum back. I do think traveling to Detroit back home and then back to Detroit on such a short week is pretty tough. But then my biggest question in this game, honestly, is Detroit's offense against the Bills defense, because I think that Detroit's defense is not very good, though, like Hutchinson's been nice on their defensive line and they have a couple good pieces, but I don't think the defense is good overall. So I think the Bills are going to be able to put up some points. My question is, um, do we see the Bills defense that shuts people down and they run away with it? Or do we see the Bills defense that is still kind of banged up? and allows a good offense to keep rolling. So I'm curious if there are any specifics on the defensive side of the ball in terms of injury report or that kind of thing. I know you said you think Detroit will be able to move the ball, but are there any specifics that are leading you to think that? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a couple things. Number one uh, is is that loss of Tremaine Edmonds. And Edmonds, he takes a lot of heat in Buffalo on, on you know, Bill's Twitter, and, and they, they, they roast the guy a lot. He's a really good player and an important player on that defense. And you can see the difference when he's in the game and when he's not. So that injury, the way Detroit's been running the ball and the way their offensive line can kind of get to the second level, that's not good. I mean, there were literally plays in the game against the Browns where you could see Edmonds replacement, Terrell Dodson, and you just see it and you're like, Edmonds makes that play. I mean, you know, Brissett takes off and – Edmonds makes that tackle. Dodson doesn't, you know, chains keep moving. Th those kind of things are. So I think Edmonds against this run running game, that loss is big. But, you know, again, it's that defensive line. Outside of Von Miller, they're not getting pressure with their front four. And Leslie Frazier refuses to blitz. So, you know, if, if they're not getting pressure, I think Goss the type of guy that if he's, you know, if he's got time, he can make plays. 
And then you combine that in the secondary with the fact that, that you know, they're basically playing with, well, I guess they've got half of their secondary there right now. Poyer's playing banged up and he's back. Um, Dane Jackson hasn't been playing great. So I, I think that, you know, that secondary is still vulnerable, particularly when you have to worry about that running game. And and that, that I mentioned the Bills defensive line. I mean, another guy that you don't hear a lot about nationally, but Greg Rousseau was having a really nice start to the season. Um, you know, he was basically tied with Von Miller with sacks. He plays great against the run. Um, and, you know, when he went out of that lineup, it's like the the softness just crept in. And oh, by the way, his backup also went out and doesn't look like he's going to play. Mm. So, you know, now you're thinner on that defensive line. So I, I just think that they're not quite there yet. Uh, to your point, I, I hope as a fan, and I think that in a couple weeks, they get Russo back, they get Edmonds back. Hopefully they get Trey White back in the lineup, Kair Elam. Elam, they'll have some guys that they can play, but right now they're still a little wounded. And do I think the Lions are going to put 40 up on them? Probably not, but I I can see Amon Ross St. Brown having a good game. I can see him running the ball. And to me, the most troubling thing when I watch that Bills defense is that the last, you know, two, three weeks. And again, I think you can couple that with guys like Rousseau, Edmonds and Milano not being in the lineup. They can't get off the field on third down. The first six weeks of the season, they were incredible on third down. Now they can't get off the field. I mean, you saw firsthand in your Vikings game, they're giving us third and 14s, third and 18s. I mean, they, it, you got to be able to get off the field. And they, the same, they have the same problem against the Browns. So, uh, you know, some of that will probably even out to the mean a little bit there. But again, I just I don't think that defense is there yet. I hope that in a couple of weeks they get some guys healthy and they're kind of back to that that physical imposing force. But I don't think they're there yet. Okay. So, and, and I actually, so you've brought this up numerous times in conversations I've had with you, but I do appreciate when there is sort of a sharp angle on something or just something that maybe not everyone would pick up on. And I think this deal of the defense Leslie Frazier has them playing is important because I do think that if they found a way to just go and get more pressure, but you're right. Like they play this defense that becomes predictable um, and much easier to pick apart. And I think you're probably right about Goff, sort of like Cousins in a way, not to bring everything back to the Vikings, but if you're going to let him sit back there and get time, he'll find, and and I think Goff is also the kind of guy who will take the five-yard pass, the eight-yard pass, the 10-yard pass, if that's what's there. You know, he doesn't have to push it down the field every play, so if you're going to leave people open and give him time, he can do that. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you, like... I'm in the same place of if I had to pick, I would pick Detroit. I I wanted to hear from you about where the defense stood because I think at full strength, I would actually like Buffalo to win by more than 10 here. But I think in this current situation, it makes sense to me to lean to the Detroit side. The total's all the way up at 53. But if we think that Detroit's going to be able to score a lot of points, it feels like that, that total would be in play. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, if I were, if you want to play the total, I think you go over. And I understand that's a high number, especially in 2022 NFL standards. But again, I think think the Bills certainly get over 30 in this game. And I think the Lions, again, I think they're going to be in it. So I think that, again, that that 53 is very vulnerable in this game. Um, You know, the only thing that I would think might keep it staying under is, is two factors. Number one, if both teams kind of focus a little more on the run than maybe they normally do, um, the Bills, you know, you can kind of 
chew up some some yards on the ground against them. And then conversely, they ran the ball a little bit better and more against a, I'm going to call it a weaker Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, run defense. And even though the Lions slowed Saquon Barkley down overall, they haven't been a good run defense this year. So, I, you know, that, that could be a little worrisome. Or to your point, um, if the Lions do get behind and they have to kind of go straight to the passing game, at that point, maybe you know the Bills' defense is able to kind of slow them down, and they don't get a lot of points. But I mean, if you if you ask me over or under, I'm taking over. Very good. I feel very agnostic about the over under on this yeah. one. Like if you push me to even pick one, I feel like I don't know what to say because I think you just laid it out. You can really see the path to to either side. So. Yep. All right, so it sounds like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think either one of us is likely to have a, a straight bet on this game, but probably Detroit plus nine and a half would be the best bet that we would have. Like if you had to, if you had to take a bet on this game, uh, yeah, I mean, if if you made me, if you made me play it, that's probably what I would play. But I, I will preface that by saying I, I wouldn't love it, and and I'm not playing that. So if that tells you anything about my confidence level on that, I just I don't. To me, there's too many there's too many unknowns, too many variables. I think the game script could go too many different directions in this one. Um, uh, to your point, I think if the Bills were healthy, I would lay the points, but I I can't do it. I think you know again, I, I I'd take the points if I had to, but I I can't really see myself playing anything straight on this game. Yep, agreed. Well, let's move on to the next one then. Um, the Cowboys coming off of an absolute spanking of the Vikings in Minnesota now go home to face the Giants where they are anywhere from eight and a half to nine point favorites, depending on the book. And the total here is 44 and a half. Let's uh, let's dive into this one. What do you think first about that? The spread or the side in this game? So I think that unfortunately we we lose a little bit of value with the Cowboys because of the the spanking that they put on on your Vikings there. <laughs> it was um, a hard spanking, man. It, it was it, very it was, hard. <laughs> it, it was, and I, you know, as a result, there's always that recency bias, right? About you know what what what's familiar in the minds of betters and the public and everything. And the Cowboys, do I expect them to lay it on New York like that? Probably not. I mean, that that's that would be impressive if they could do that two weeks in a row. But I do think there are, I'm going to call it some similarities in this matchup that, that favored Dallas, much like it did against Minnesota. And also, it's important to point out, Dallas has really owned the Viking, or I'm sorry, the, the Giants over the last, call it five years. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've pretty much... I think consistently beating them straight up. And I want to say it was something I saw the stat. It was like nine and two against the spread against them in their last 11. Wow. So, you know, they've had their number. And again, I think a lot of it in this one is a matchup. And here's what, here's what I really think is going to make this a lay the big number play for me is the giants, even though normally you'd say division game might be low scoring, might be competitive that giants receiver core is now completely depleted. They had two guys that I was high on, uh, Wondell Robinson, the rookie, and Kadarius Tony. Well, Tony's in Kansas City now, and Robinson's now out with an ACL. So, you know, you're asking Daniel Jones to move against that pass rush, and he's going to be throwing to what? Who are they going to march Galladay out there? Are they playing, you know, David Sills? I mean, what, you know, who are they putting out there um, that, that's really going to be able to win consistently? So, unless Barkley can just go crazy, which again, they weren't able to do that against the Lions last week. So, unless Barkley can go crazy, I think the Giants are going to have a hard time scoring. And if they get behind, 
I think it could be a long day for Daniel Jones in that one. The flip side is, even though I think the Giants defense has played better than expected this year, um, we saw some things happen against a, I'm going to call it similar Lions attack that that they faced last week in terms of pound the ball, a lot of running, um, you, you know, and and I think that with that, you, you see that and Dak ends up having a big game, even though the Giants have been pretty good against the pass this year. I think Dak and CeeDee Lamb could have a big game here, Dalton Schultz. So I, I really think Dallas potentially this one gets away from the Giants. Maybe they keep it close for a while, but, and, and look, I, I don't, I don't love laying eight and a half or nine points here. And certainly if you've got the eight and a half, you can tease to two and a half, which I know I've already done. But but even at the eight and a half, I think you can lay it here. I think this is definitely a double digit win for Dallas. I just I I, I struggle to see how New York's going to be able to play four quarters of competitive football here. Yeah, man, I I can't. I, I came in looking at this game wanting to like the Giants with that many points and Same. It's, you know, it is the, hey, it's a divisional game. The Giants have a good record, even though we've talked all year about how they're probably not as good as we think we are. Dallas has been inconsistent at times, I think. Like, even though they dominated that game, the last two weeks are a good example to me. To go and lose to Green Bay, who, say what you want about Minnesota, I still think Green Bay is an inferior team to Minnesota this year. For sure. And they lost to Green Bay. And then they totally destroyed Minnesota and their factors about the situation. But so I don't think that Dallas is, is incredibly consistent, but man, like there's all the stuff you said about the matchup. And I think the matchup isn't great for the giants, but then also just to reiterate what we've said about um, the giants this year, I was going back and just looking at their wins and it's like, okay, they, they beat Tennessee by one. We think Tennessee's okay. They beat Carolina by three. They beat Chicago, <laughs> Green Bay. All these games are one-score games, too. Yep. Baltimore is a good win. Jacksonville, Houston. I mean, they've lost to Detroit, Seattle. Da anyway, you get the point. Like, the schedule's just been so soft. Um, and, and Dallas is not a soft team, and they're really hitting their stride some, I think, especially if they don't make stupid mistakes. So as much as I want to like the Giants here, I think I have to go the Cowboys side if I'm going to take a side. I think the Giants could struggle to score. Um, they have less weapons. Well, you just said the stuff about the receivers. But even with that, they have less less weapons than the Vikings have. And, I, and it's not one-to-one, -one, like, oh, because this happened, that'll happen. But And Daniel Jones, when he gets put under pressure, he throws interceptions. Um, and so I think they could win the turnover battle here as well. And if you get a team that's better on both sides of the ball – and they win the turnover battle, that thing starts to cascade and get out of hand. So I can see, unfortunately, Dallas putting it on them a little bit here, winning, you know, probably not 40 to three, but maybe, maybe more like 35 to 10 or something like that. I, I mean, we're on the same page there. I, I really think that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, it, maybe the Giants hang around in the first half, maybe. Uh, but I just I think Dallas is going to be too much. Like you said, I, I don't see the Giants scoring. Uh, my hope was that the Giants team total was going to be at 17 and a half so I could go under. But it's actually at 16 and a half. And I don't I generally don't like going below that 17 number. So, yeah. I, you know, I'll pass on that. But I, but again, I think I've got the Giants, or I'm sorry, I've got the Cowboys already in a in a six point teaser. And I mean, okay. I I'm going to lay the points as well with them. Uh, let's quick talk about the total there and maybe, um, maybe no in interest on this or strong feelings, but 44 and a half. Um, yeah. Uh, any, any thoughts on that? 44 and a half. Uh, you know, I, 
I think the <laughs> the question around that Giants offense has me as I guess not interested in the total. I I leaned over just because I think the Cowboys are going to score a lot of points in this game, but I don't know if the Giants are going to contribute. So, you know, what happens if you get a 35 to seven game? Not impossible, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if the Giants are going to contribute. And if we're looking just kind of trends, division games this year in the NFL have been under, under, under all year. Mm. And, you know, I, I mean, yeah, sure, that could change. But I think you look at that trend and you look at the uncertainty with the Giants and I can't I can't take the over. But at the same time, I don't want to take the under because, I mean, we saw Dallas put up 40 points last week. And, I mean, they could do that again. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's as simple as when we were just talking here, I said I could see this being a 35-10 game. That's 45 points, and the total is 44 go. and a half. So, like, I, again, I can't, I can't say anything about the total. I will say if I was forced to bet something over-under related, I think Dallas's team total over or the Giants team total under – I agree with you to go under 17 is pretty tough. Yep. Um, if you could ever find a 17 somewhere, I wouldn't hate that because I do think the Giants will struggle offensively. And then if you get a game that ends up being a slog where maybe Dallas isn't as explosive as we think they might be, you still could be in good shape yep. um, Agreed. with the Giants team total under. So, All right. Uh, well, let's do one more game and then we're going to uh, share what our best bet is for the day. Best teaser. So... Um, Last game on this slate is the Patriots going to Minnesota. Patriots coming off of that last-minute win over the Jets in one of the most offensively challenged games of the year. And the Vikings are minus 2.5 or minus 3 here. Trying to see what – mostly minus 3, though there are some minus 2.5s out there right now. So that might be something, depending on where we fall – that you might want to bet either side uh, to get the three or not. Uh, and then the total is at 42, 42 and a half. So let's start with the side on that between the Patriots and Vikings. What do you think there? So I, I mentioned on, I mentioned yesterday that I lean towards the Vikings there. Um, and, and I'll say this, I, I still think the Vikings are going to find a way to win this game. But as I started digging into some numbers a little bit and I started kind of, you know, I saw a little bit of that New England defense yesterday and I thought, you know what? I don't think the Vikings are running away with this. So for me, all of a sudden, I did a little flip-flop there. And, and I think if, if I had to bet this, I would take the three points here. Um, it, it, and I, I mean, it's, it's really, it comes down to this for me. I think this ends up being a very close football game. Um, I, I think, would I be shocked if the Vikings win kind of like they had won prior to the Dallas game, right? Where they kind of find a way to get a, you know, a field goal win or something. That's kind of what I, what I'm thinking might happen here, but I also think there's a chance New England could find a way to win too. Um, and, and you know, for that reason, I think that taking the points just makes more sense here. The only way I wouldn't take the points is if I thought, ah, oh, Minnesota's going to, you know, they're going to have their way here. They're going to win by a touchdown or more. And I just don't know that I see that happening. I mean, the, the, the key for Minnesota here is can they do what the Jets did, which is basically hold New England to nothing offensively. But I don't know that they can. Um, and that's not a, a knock on the Vikings defense. I mean, I think they're, they're solid. I think they've got players. They, you know, they can get after probably Mac Jones a little bit. 
But I think that New England's going to be able to run the ball a little bit. And I think that they're going to kind of, kind of, I don't want to say grind the clock per se, but I just think it's going to be kind of a game similar to what we saw against the Jets. Obviously, I, I like a few more points here because I think the Vikings are certainly a much better offense than the Jets are. Um, and and conversely, I mean, I think that New England will probably have a little more success as well. But I, I just, to me, this game seems like it's going to be really close. If I have to bet it, I'd take the points. All right, we're going to have the first one where we disagree. So this is nice. And I, <laughs> I'm i always hesitant to take the Vikings because <laughs> it just sets me up for disappointment. But here's here's a few reasons why. And, and I actually think I may go bet this when we're done. We'll see how our conversation ends up because I would like to get two and a half, not three, um, if I was, was going to take the Vikings. I think both of these teams are coming off of really tough physical games. So I would be concerned for Minnesota's defense because they were out on the field so much against Dallas, um, how much they have left, how beat up they are. Um, but conversely, the same could be said for New England's defense in that game against the Jets. Like, yes, they dominated, but it still was uh, just like a hard fought in the trenches kind of game. They have to travel. Also, Minnesota got a lot of their starters out by the fourth quarter. I wanted them out by like the beginning of the third quarter. Yeah. But thankfully, by the fourth quarter, they did. So, I mean, you don't want a game like that where you're pulling people. But I do think there is a little bit of rest there and they get to stay at home. I absolutely have a lot of respect for New England's defense. Certainly, I have a lot of respect for New England's coaching. So it's not like I think that this is going to be an easy task here. But when I go back and just look at Minnesota, the way that they've performed at home this year, obviously they just put up three against Dallas. I won't go over everything that we talked about on Sunday night with D where I think this game script got away from them. And yes, it's still horrific, but I don't just don't put too much stock into that one. And they haven't played a lot of good defenses at home. I mean, 34 points against Arizona, but Arizona, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, they had 23. So they haven't really played good defenses at home, but they've been at 23 points or better. I think Minnesota's defense can hold. This is a very one-dimensional offensive attack. So I think if Minnesota has good coaching, they should be like stuffing the box to stop the run, like make Mac Jones beat you. If they do that, I think they could hold New England to, let's say, 17 points or so. Like I think New England's going to score some, maybe 20 even. In that case, I think that Minnesota, with a good game plan, a little bit of a bounce-back spot, even though it's a tough defense, I see them getting to 23 points. So that just puts me in that range of if it's if I can get Minnesota at less than a field goal, it seems like a decent spot to me. It's not going to be like my most confident spot of the year, but um, I, like, I like them okay in this spot at minus 2.5. Probably not much more. Well, let me ask you a question because there, there's one other thing that I factored in and we saw it come up big against the Cowboys, um, their left tackle. Darisaw left that game. I don't know what his status is for this week. I don't know what his injury was. Um, but that, to me, that's a big concern because, you know, they they absolutely abused that left side of the offensive line there. And again, New England can put some pressure on, on the edges there. I, you know... It, to me, that's a big difference in this game is whether or not he's in the lineup. Because again, you could go from a nice and cozy Kirk Cousins with time to throw or Kirk Cousins under heavy pressure, which we know it's it's two different things there when that happens. So that that's the other thing that I guess had me a little worried about this Vikings attack here. But I, I will say, you know, one thing to point out 
if you, you know, if you think the Vikings can get to at least 23 and, and I'll be honest, this, I, I think you, for whatever it's, for what it's worth, I actually think we're on the same page in the sense that I also kind of have it as a 23 to 20 type game. And, and again, uh-huh. I do think that Minnesota, I think, and I hope they come out with a, a, you know, they, they find a way to win this, but you know, Minnesota's team total is only 21 and a half. And, you know, we talked about that a few weeks ago. I said, if this team's team total is under 23 on a given week, I feel like you got to take the over. You just have to. And, you know, again, didn't hit the week I played it. Obviously didn't hit against Dallas, you know, with the three points there. But 21 and a half is really not that many points when you're playing in a dome, when you've got Justin Jefferson and, and Dalvin Cook and Hawkinson and Thiel. I mean, that's not a lot of points. So, if they can protect Cousins at all, to me, that's a more appealing play than than laying the three points to me personally. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, so I just looked, and at least the site that I looked at says Darisaw is going to be out because he went out with a concussion. So he's not going to be able to come back that quickly. Yeah, There's two things. Like, yeah, yeah. So that is a big deal, and I don't want to downplay it. And maybe I'm just trying to have two rose-colored of glasses, but – I think that this game actually becomes a big deal for Kevin O'Connell because I think that you, so you go into a game thinking you have Darisaw in, obviously you need to have a backup plan, but he goes out. It kind of, it kind of changes things. You know, you're not going to have him and you know that that's a weakness, which means you have to offer some help or you have to like get the screen game going more. You have to run the ball better. You need to be able to game plan around this. This is one of my problems last week. And I know Minnesota got themselves into a spot where cousins just had to drop back and try to throw the ball. And that's all they could do because they were down so much, but you know, the pass rush is coming. Like at some point you have to scheme some plays that your offense can try to be successful with that, that don't involve cousins standing back there with the ball. Right. And so I think that that's where I would say I think coaching is going to be big in this game, too. And obviously, Belichick's Hall of Famer. But I think hopefully O'Connell can show that he's got some coaching chops here and come up with a game plan that recognizes that dropping Cousins back, you know, and standing back there and trying to throw the ball deep is going to be difficult. So we'll see how that goes. You know, this is to me is one of those games too, and and it's kind of the old cliche that ah turnover battle. But th- it, I think in this case, this yeah. game it, it really holds true. You know, you've got you've got like you said, Mac Jones. He he could turn the ball over, and if he does, good chance the Vikings come away with a win. Uh, you know, conversely, if Cousins is under pressure, if he doesn't take care of the ball, New England could come away with a win. So you know, I think that's the other thing to watch is at the end of this day, which team has two turnovers, which has none. I, I mean, if it ends up that Good way. Call you probably got your answer because I don't think that I know that new England's offense is not potent enough to overcome that no matter how well their defense is playing. Um, the Vikings could, but obviously it's going to be a lot tougher for them if that happens. So I, again, knowing or thinking that maybe new England has trouble scoring kind of like what the jets did punt the ball, punt the ball, punt the ball. Yeah. I mean, they had no offense, but you know what? They just kept punting new England back and new England couldn't move the ball either. So it's kind of one of those things where, all right, Kirk, don't put the ball on the ground. Don't don't throw it into coverage. Worst case scenario, punt's not the worst thing in the world. Punt it to them, hold Mac Jones, they punt it back. You know, so I think that, you know, that for you, I, I, I would think and hope that veteran presence of Kirk Cousins would be smart enough to say, you know what, uh, a, a punt isn't the worst thing in the world. If we have to right. throw it out of bounds, if I got to eat a sack, if I got to, you know, whatever, I'm going to do that and not try to force something in. Because to me, that that's how... 
to me, that's the way the Vikings definitely lose this game is if they turn the ball over. So they got to take yeah. care of the ball, um, which, which again, I mean, we'll, we'll see how, I, I think you bring up a good point though. Coaches mid game when they have to replace a left tackle harder to do than when you've had a couple days to kind of, you know, reshuffle that offensive line and say, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to chip with the back and we're going to have Johnny Munt in there to block and whatever else, right, right. you know, whatever else they're going to do to try to yeah, exactly. help, help shore up that side there. So I don't, I, I'm really, this is kind of one of those intriguing games because these teams don't play each other very often. Yeah. Um, so there, there's not a lot of, it's not like, ah, you know, we know what we're getting here. I think because of that coaching, it's a very interesting game to watch. Again, I think it's going to be very close. I, I think whoever wins this game, I think it is kind of a field goal win, in my opinion. And, and we'll see. I mean, I, I full disclosure, I did flip-flop because yesterday I said, ah, I think the Vikings are going to figure out a way to get this cover done. And, and now I just feel more like it's going to be a push or, uh, or a New England cover. So that's why I'm kind of leaning the other direction. Yeah. Totally respect that. So the last the last thing I'm going to say about this game, at least on the side, then I'm just going to ask about the total quick. I think I know where we'll both fall on that. But um, I think so. We I we've both talked. I've talked a lot about how people overreact to single games in the NFL a lot. I do think that this is a game. I don't mean that it's season defining, but I do think it's a big deal for the Vikings, and it's a big deal because teams lay eggs at times. Like you have a bad game, and yes, their last game was really really bad. But whatever, okay, it was a really bad game. I think how they bounce back here is going to say a lot about what kind of team they can be down the stretch. And I don't mean whether they make the playoffs or not, but I mean if they can be competitive with the good teams that are out there. Because the Patriots are a good team. They're not a great team, you know, but they're they're a good team. So I think if they can come back and have a strong performance here, that'll say a lot about who they are. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Hey, I, I got to say, you're, you're spot on, though. I mean, this could go one of two ways, right? I mean, the Vikings bounce back, and you say, man, this this team's got it. Uh, or, you know, do they struggle and, and right. do they look bad again? And then you're like, man, maybe this team isn't very good after all. And, and again, you don't want to overreact to one or two weeks. But I, I think you're right. I mean, I think this game, it, it probably neither coach would admit it, especially since it's an interconference game. But I think this is an important game for both teams. I mean, I think, like you said, for, for Minnesota, it's more of a – a psychologically important game for New England. They got to keep pace in, in that crowded AFC there. So it's important yep. both ways. Yep. Absolutely. So I think we can hit the total quick here. We both talked about somewhere in the neighborhood of 23 to 20. The total's 42 and a half. I'm guessing we don't have the strong feelings about the total. No, I mean, I, I lean under, um, but I think what's what's the term D always uses? You can stumble your way to 42, 43 points, and, and you can. Um, and so for that reason, I, I got to pass. I mean, I, I let the number scare me away with the Jets and Pats because I wanted to bet that under so badly, but I'm like, man, it's so low. I just can't do it. And then I'm watching that game and I'm kicking myself because I'm like, I knew it was under. And I, it, this could be similar. But I think, you know, the difference is, again, the Vikings could score. And I think, first of all, New England's going to score a little more than they did yeah. you know, last week. Agreed. So, yep. you know, I, I just I think there's too many things that could go wrong to push this one over to get me to want to bet the under. Yeah, I'm going to keep thinking about it. Like I keep playing out scenarios in my head and and I keep thinking if Minnesota has it keep going the, the wrong direction, it's going to be like 27 to nine is I think how New England wins if it goes badly for Minnesota. Uh, if it goes well for Minnesota, I still don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm iffy. I, I definitely lean toward the under two, but it's a tricky one. Yeah, um, I feel you. All right, let's go through three things real quick. First up, if you had to pick a best bet for whether it's team total, total side, whatever it is, 
what would your best bet be? So <laughs> I, I guess we're, we're saving the teaser, right? This is just kind of yeah, yeah, we're going to do teaser. Okay. Best bet, of, like best straight bet, I guess. Gotcha, gotcha. I, you know, I think I'm going to have to lay the big number with the Cowboys. Um, I, you know, I think that that is the one I have the most confidence in. Again, I like the points with New England in a close game, but I, I think that I just, to me, that Dallas game has mismatch written all over it. Um, and, and I think eventually if it's not at the beginning of the game, I think they pull away in the second half. So I, I would lay the eight and a half or so with Dallas. All right. Uh, this feels tricky to me. This is a, a tricky slate of games. I, I like, I like Dallas. I think if I could find the giants team total at 17 or better, I would, I, that would be my number one bet would be the team total under for the giants. I'll probably keep looking for that and see if we ever get there. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. I'm not going to put it on the ticker, but that's my number one bet if it comes up. I'm going to take Minnesota minus two and a half as my best bet. Um, and it's not certainly not like my most confident play or anything, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. Enough it, said man. about that. Get, uh, said get about that. All, all in on your Vikes. I like it, man. I, like I guess. It. I guess. Uh, I like all happy or all sad this week. All right. Uh, so now we're going to go to that teaser angle. And uh, as far as your best teaser, whether it's two leg, three leg, whatever it is, uh, what would you go with? Well, so first of all, if we're talking just about Thursday or overall, it's two separate things because I I love teasing, you know, Dallas, obviously, to two and a half in this one. Um, I love teasing the Eagles this week. So if you're spa if you're OK with spacing out your teasers, I, I love that. <laughs> um, if we're talking just about Thanksgiving Day. I, I'm going to go a little bit differently here. I, I would do a three-team, eight-point teaser at plus 110 um, to get a little bit of plus money there. And I would take the the Bills minus one or one and a half, whatever you know number you're getting there, hopefully the one. Dallas minus the, the half or minus one, depending on what you're getting. And then I would tease the Patriots up to 11. Because um, again, I, I just, I feel like it's going to be a close game. I don't see... It, I, I can see the Vikings winning for sure, as I've said, but I don't see them winning by 12 points. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, they've they've played basically all close games, or at least the ones they've won, they've played all close games. And I think that continues. So I think, you know, you get the eight points. At that point, you basically just need the Bills to win, the Cowboys to win, and then you get a lot of points with New England. So that that would be my Thanksgiving Day uh, trio triplet teaser there if I were throwing it I love that name that you gave it right there. Yeah. Real triplet tweezer. Well, I can't even say it. That's crazy. Yeah. The twiplet tweezer or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. I'm going to just throw this out there. And I, up front, I am not saying that I would bet this, uh, but just, just for fun, because the, the three legs that you said by far make the most sense to me. Uh, if I was going to pick a teaser with the sides, I would do exactly the same thing you just did. If I wanted to back it down a little bit, I might do like a, a seven-point teaser just with the Cowboys and Bills, uh, leave the Vikings and Patriots out of it. But I know that uh, teasing totals is like, it's looked down upon, right? Have I heard that right? So uh, despite that, I do think that if you took the, like, again, if you took eight points on each game and took Buffalo and Detroit down, the Giants and Dallas up and Minnesota and New England up. I like all of those then because I think we talked about these uh, having leans on the totals, but thinking they were about right. And so I think if you take them the proper direction uh, in line with the most likely outcome, 
I wouldn't hate that, but like I said, I'm not betting it. I just wanted to give something different. <laughs> so uh, you can believe there's going to be there'd be a rash of people waiting to tell you how bad you're doing if you uh, if you put that bet out there. I I, I didn't even put what, it on the ticker. I, We're just trying I, I, to have some fun here, people. You know I will what? tell you. I will tell you what, nothing drives me crazier than when someone says you can't bet that way or you shouldn't bet. You know what? Right. It's your money. You do whatever you want with That's it. Right. You want to te tease a total, you you tease it. And, and look, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, so just a quick story. I have a buddy and he's like kind of all over the map with his bets. I mean, he's like all over stuff all the time, whatever. But he pretty much every week he does a three team, 10 point teaser. Um, like pretty much every NFL week, he'll load up and do one. And he often does a total with 10 points. And I'm telling you, man, as much as that's frowned upon within the quote unquote experts in the industry, I'm telling you, he hits that total every freaking week because he finds the total that he likes. He adds the 10 or subtracts the 10, you know, whatever on that. And I'm telling you, it works. So you do what you want to do. If that's your fun <laughs> bet that you want to make, you make it, man. I mean, whatever you got to do. I didn't say I was going to do it. I just said it. I thought it sounded fun. I might have to put it out there just to piss people off, though. You know? <laughs> there you go. Uh, let me ask you real quick. Like, why is it looked at at such a terrible bet? Like, because, I, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think it, at the end of the day, there there's a ton of historical data out there, right? That, that yeah. you know, and, and obviously with things like teasers, when people say you don't tease through zero and you don't do this and that, it, it's based on trends, right? And it's based on statistics and analytics. And of course, a huge part of sports betting has become totally analytics. And I, I get it, but that's not also the way that I bet. And I mean, I am totally fine putting my betting track record up against any, anybody out there. And, and I'm not suggesting I'm the best. That's not what I'm, I'm saying, but my system, which who knows, maybe it does involve teasing through a zero. Maybe it does involve teasing a total. I'm willing to step out of the line of, Hey, Oh, it's gotta be a long teaser. They gotta be minus eight and at home. And I mean, that's not how I do it. And in fairness, I have not had my best NFL betting season this year, but over the last whatever, and it's documented, I mean, it, you can make those decisions. Again, it's your money. I don't care if statistics tell you that teasing a total is a horrible idea. If you want to do that and you feel strongly in that and you feel like your numbers line up and whatever, you do what you want to do. So let these analytic nerds do what they want. I mean, you know, it's no different than Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down on his own 20 yard line. The analytics oh, tell him to do it. And, and guess what? His team never makes the playoffs. So yeah, you know, you, you, that is true. You, sometimes uh, you got to go with your feel a little bit too with this. I might have to go for it. I don't know yeah. uh, if, if I felt more strongly about it, <laughs> maybe I would, but I don't really. Um, all right. Last thing is if you had to pick one, just kind of, um, you know, whether it's a long shot or just more of like we do on the regular best bet show, a plus money bet, something fun, but that's going to give you a better return. Is there any, what would you look at for that? So I, to me, there's two options here. Um, and, and I think obviously, and I hate to say this, but I mean, I think new England money line, um, is in play because like you said, if it goes badly, Maybe it's 27 to nine New England. I mean, I, I think with that return, there's a chance because again, I think it's a close game. I think, you know, there's yeah. a possibility the Vikings push whatever, but For I think sure. it's close. It's it kind of goes back to like what we were talking about with the, with the chargers and chiefs uh, from last night was look, I'm going to take the points with the chargers, but 
the money line was definitely in play. And sure enough, the money line could have come through. It was in play. Right. Now it didn't. And and I feel like this New England game kind of has a similar vibe to it, to where I think the points are the better way to go. I think the money line's in play. We'll see what happens. But listen, and, and I'm not just saying this because it's my team here. I think you, if you really want to take a long shot, I think you take the Lions here. And do I think they're going to win? I don't. And I pray they're not. I mean, I, I would be... <laughs> It, it'll ruin my Thanksgiving if they do, but, yeah, yeah. but, but they are playing good football right now. Um, and, and again, they're at home on a short week with a team that's been dealing with all sorts of crap that's banged up. I mean, do I think they're going to win? No, I, I sure hope they don't. But if you're truly looking long shot, I'm telling you that line to me is inflated. I mean, I feel like, and, and look, and we said this with the bills before one of two things is probably going to happen here. They're either going to roll over Detroit by 23 points, or this is going to be close and Detroit could win it at the end. You know, that, that seems to be kind of how they go. So the plus nine almost becomes irrelevant at this point. It's like, if, if you think Detroit's going to stay in this game, just take the money line. I don't even know what it is right now. What would, do you have those odds? Up uh, yeah, you can get it as, uh, let's see. I just had it pulled up Uh 340. Yeah. I mean, is, that's is the best money line. I, I'm telling you there, there are, a lot less likely plus 340 bets to hit than that. I, I can tell you that. And again, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope the Bills wipe the floor with them and it's a rocking chair win for me. But but I mean, if I'm going truly, truly long shot, that's where I'm looking. My my realistic long shot, I'd, I'd go New England. All right. So we're kind of on the same page for one because I have two as well that I think are interesting. So number one, I was going to go to the Lions as well, but I'd be interested in the Lions plus three and a half. So in that scenario where it is a close game, that's still plus 190, at least on FanDuel. I just looked that up. I think that if it is a close game, the Lions can still lose because the Lions do that sometimes. Right, um, right. You know, but but you still get paid out there. So I like the Lions. Well, I don't know if I like the Lions. That would be my first one. My okay. second one is um, an alt spread on Dallas. So, mm-hmm. you know, Dallas minus eight and a half. I'd say 13 and a half. Uh, if you want to get crazy, even 16 and a half, because I think they really can win by that much. And I'm going to go back to the well with my $1 bet. Maybe this is going to become a thing. Last week, I lost a dollar, Yanni. I'm going to be upfront with you because I had the Eagles 35 to 10 over the Colts, and I lost a dollar at plus 44,000. I'm going to go back to the well and say that I'd be interested in the Cowboys 35 to 10 over the Giants for $1. There you go, man. There, there. What? Hey, one of these days it's going to hit. It might be. It might be on Thursday. I, I only have to hit it one out of every four hundred and forty times to be worth it. Right. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, All right, man. Well, hey, that's a a good in depth look at all the games. Fun to talk to you tonight. Best of luck on uh, having a good Thanksgiving and even maybe making a little money on the day too. I, I hope for both, man. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving.